Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia de Bercier. And I'm Sophia Osborne. And if you want to support the show, please check out our merch store at etsy.com slash shop slash beyondblathers and take a look at the animal stickers, postcards, sunfish ornaments, and keychains we have for sale. Yeah, definitely take a look. Everything Olivia made is so cute, so go check it out. (laughs) This week, Sophia is going to be telling us about the Venus flower basket, and this is a request from at cdg.e on Instagram. So thanks for the suggestion, and if anyone else wants to suggest things to us, you can reach out to us on all our social medias or email or whatever. Yeah, we're happy to have your suggestions. Yeah, we love getting those. Also, like, I wanted to just peek your interest with a proposed <laughs> fun title for this episode. Ooh, okay. Okay, so this is the title. Shrimp in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Oh, that's very creative writing of you. Can you can you tell Sophia's going to go to a master's program for creative <laughs> writing? You're just like warming up. I'm like, like actually watch out because I'm going to write a book that's like only inspired by like weird deep sea creatures that we've talked about like moon jellyfish and glass sponges i love it okay i'm i'm very intrigued but first we have to listen to blathers and what he has to say so if you bring a venus flower basket to blathers he will say the venus flower basket looks like an otherworldly creature one would find on an alien planet but it is instead a remarkable sea sponge found in the deepest parts of the ocean Its body is composed of silica and looks like a sculpture or perhaps a vase made of glassy mesh. I dare say Venus Flower Basket is one of nature's most impressive works of art. That is a glowing review from Blathers. Yeah, and it's so accurate. I mean, they really do look like art and also like aliens because they do glow down in the deep sea and uh, they're just they're very beautiful I like kind of forgot what they looked like for a second and so I had to google it and they are indeed they look like a carbon fiber yeah I don't even know what like like science experiment (laughs) they're really fascinating no I'm excited there's like a lot to talk about but I also just first wanted to clarify that they are animals because if you're like me and you just don't know a lot about like what the taxonomy is of a lot of different things. I just, I always thought that things that were sort of like sea sponges and stuff were plants or something and not animals, but they are animals. So yeah, just getting that out of the way if you're like me and you're like, but they don't look like animals, but they are. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good reminder. So the Venus flower basket is a species of glass sponge. And like Blathers said, they're truly beautiful looking. They look like tubes of white sponge sugar, kind of, but more deliberate um, because they have a very deliberate structure. But they've got that beautiful, like, woven look. And they look Mm -hmm. delicate, but actually looks can be deceiving. So we're going to get into how they're actually very strong. Yeah. I'm very curious because they definitely look like you could crush them in your hand. Like a child could crush them in their hand. Like, Yeah. They look like things I shouldn't touch at the art gallery. (laughs) They do. Oh my gosh. You know what? This is like really calling myself out of just like 
I don't know how much I love cheese, but they remind me of like... (laughs) I don't know where this is going. (laughs) When I used to... So my mom is like a cruise ship travel agent. And so when I was a kid, we used to go on a lot of cruises. And on princess cruises, if anyone's ever been on one, they've got like, you know, their menu changes every night at the dining room, but they have like a few dishes that are always on the menu. And one of them is a fettuccine alfredo in a parmesan bowl and oh these just remind me of the parmesan bowl <laughs> like i don't like know a, is, was it like a waffle cone but with cheese i've it never was, heard of this i think it was like i think how it was probably made was they took like an actual bowl and used it as like a mold and they put the cheese on top like shredded parmesan and then they like melted it together or something oh. But anyway, so it has, like, these tubes. The tubes, like, look like they were, like, shaped around them like a mold. But anyway, I just used cheese as an example, but (laughs) I have no regrets about it. Yeah. But to get into what they actually are, they are not cheese. (laughs) So, like Blathers said, their tissues contain glass-like structures called spicules that are made of silica. And silica is a chemical compound, also known as silicon dioxide, that is found in quartz and some types of sand. And we do use this sand that contains silica to make glass. So that's why, you know, these are called glass sponges. So they're not just calling them that because they look that way. Like, they are literally glass sponges. Yeah, they're literally, like, it's a very accurate name. So cool. So there are lots of different species of glass sponges but the venus flower basket is a particularly interesting species so i think it's cool that it's included in the game and we get to talk about it so in the case of the venus flower basket these spicules of silica become really large and fuse together to make these glass tubes which is like a skeleton and it can stay intact even after the sponge dies but the skeleton itself isn't like the animal because surrounding the skeleton is a net of living tissue and the tissue has like cells in it that have little flagella which are like little whip-like things that vibrate and it moves water in and out of the sponge. Wow that's intense. Yeah I mean imagine having a glass skeleton. Pretty cool. That's that's very cool. That's very like crystal skull. And okay how big are they? Because I can't really tell from these photos. I know. I thought they were small from the photos, but they honestly can get pretty big. They range from as small as like three inches to like four feet tall, which is almost as tall as me. I'm short. Yeah, that's like a small child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, that's like abnormal. Most are between four to 11 inches tall, but even like 11 inches is that's almost a foot tall. Yeah. Wow. And they can still hold it together, being made of glass. Yeah. And also, I saw this really cool fact, but I couldn't find any info for this exact species of glass sponge, but some glass sponges live for thousands of years, making them some of the most long-lived animals on the planet. No. That's so cool. But I don't know if if the Venus flower basket fits into that because I couldn't find it, but it's, I mean, just in general, that is really amazing. I would never have guessed that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, m- moving on to like that, some of the other facts here, because I just am like 
hungry to find out more about this animal. Like, where are they found? So like Blathers said, they're a deep sea creature. They're found usually 100 to 1,000 meters down and attached to the rocky seafloor. So they attach to the sub- substrate. And I thought, because usually it's just mentioned that they're found in the Pacific Ocean. So I thought, oh, maybe they're found everywhere. But they're actually only found in a small area near the Philippines. Oh. But then similar species of glass sponges occur near Japan and in other parts of the Western Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean as well. Interesting, because I feel like so often when we cover deep sea creatures, they'll be like, oh yeah, you can find them literally anywhere. (laughs) Like they are everywhere. Deep sea is deep sea. It doesn't matter. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. And like if they're made of glass, like how do they not break? Don't they just shatter if something hits them? Yeah, you would think so. But I read this really great article in Quanta magazine that was published in January by Elena Rankin. And it was talking about how Harvard engineers are actually studying the Venus flower basket because the skeleton is extremely strong. And it's basically nearly as uncrushable as possible for that type of structure. So one of the engineers quoted in the article called it a holy grail of engineering design, which is pretty cool. And so there's a lot of like research going into how this structure works and whether we can emulate it in our engineering. That's amazing. And I mean, like, it looks, like I said before, it looks like a carbon fiber structure. Like, it's got that sort of, like, high-tech look to it. And, like, how is it so strong? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, it it has such a deliberate structure. So basically what these engineers found is that the spicules create this lattice pattern that basically has trusses, which, I guess, if you know anything about, like, bridge building, that's the collection of beams that we use to stabilize bridges and skyscrapers. So it's like all about, you know, different angles, like the strongest angles. And so interestingly, like we've been using the same design for our trusses for a long time. Like we've kind of found one that worked well and we were like, yeah, this is the best one, you know, this is the best way to make trusses that will be the most stable. And basically what they look like, and I apologize in advance because it's hard to describe without being able to show you, but... Basically, the trusses that we use look like a square grid with diagonals running in both directions. So kind of like a cross through mm-hmm. this through a square. So it just creates a lot of triangles, right? Whereas yeah. the Venus flower basket has pairs of diagonals rather than just single diagonal beams. And the pairs are spaced out. So it kind of looks like a checkerboard, if that makes sense. It's really cool if you see it up close. Like it's very intricate. So yeah, sorry that it's probably hard to picture, but the gist is that when the researchers modeled it, they found that this lattice pattern that the sponge had was able to withstand more pressure than the pattern we use on bridges. And even it was stronger than other patterns that they tried to simulate. Like they they were like, oh, well, a pair of diagonals works better than just one. So what if there were more than two? But that didn't work as well. So this is like the perfect, the perfect lattice. That's amazing. So they've just really like perfected the formula. Yeah, it really worked. Like it really shows how evolution just works towards, yeah, finding whatever works best. and, And it's better than what we came up with, which is pretty cool. And what's really interesting is now the researchers are pursuing a patent 
for the sponge-like lattice they created and are hoping to use it in human-built bridges and buildings, which could allow them to build stronger structures without adding extra weight, which would be, yeah, really exciting. That's so cool. And that's, like, such a good example of, like, bioengineering or, like, using nature to inspire better design. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And another really interesting thing that engineers are really paying attention to with glass sponges is that these, yeah, so these sponges are able to glow in the deep sea. So they they appear lighter than everything else around them. And this is because it turns out that their silica spicules are able to transmit light kind of like a fiber optic cable, but because they're able to form at much lower temperatures, right, in the deep sea, they contain additives such as sodium ions that enhance their optical properties, so like enhance how bright they are. And these types of additives can't be included in commercial fiber optics that humans create because of the high temperatures used when we manufacture them. So basically, the sponges are better at this than us again. (laughs) Oh, that's so bizarre. So it's not like bioluminescence in the usual way. It's more like like glowing wires. Is that kind of what's happening? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really like a an expert on this at all but I think yeah it's not bioluminescence it's more of like a chemical reaction with you've got like sodium ions and silica and everything oh wow so yeah it's more of like a like a chemical kind of thing I guess bioluminescence is chemical too but in a different way it's more about like the chemistry the the ions and everything yeah I feel like I I kind of can understand how that I I was really bad at chemistry, so I don't remember a lot about how ions work, but I know sometimes ions get released and sometimes I think maybe that makes light. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm making stuff up now. Uh (laughs) Well, I guess we're like kind of learning from these glass sponges too, but I did find the paper that this research is from and I was just like... I don't understand. But then I read some articles that were like summarizing it and this is what they said. So yeah, but the original paper was like really intense. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. This sounds amazing though. They're like glowing underwater miracle structures. But I need to know, Sophia, what on earth, what does shrimp in glass houses shouldn't throw stones mean? That sounds like code. Like that's what I say (laughs) to get into like a secret club somewhere. Yes, that's the password for Beyond Blathers now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I mean, I kind of think this is the coolest part about about the Venus flower basket, but I also am, like, a huge romantic, as Olivia knows. So <laughs> that's all to say that Venus flower baskets have amazing symbiosis with shrimp. So there's this small type of shrimp called the stenopodidia, which I may be completely mispronouncing, or also known as boxer shrimps. And basically what happens is that one male and one female, when they're young and small, they will enter the chamber of the Venus flower basket. So they'll like go inside one of the tubes. So it's like a little glass house. And they grow bigger and bigger. And then like they can't escape the basket so they have to remain inside together for the rest of their lives and then they reproduce in there and then their larvae are so small that they can escape the chamber and go find their own flower basket sponge 
to live in with a mate. But yeah, like these shrimps just live inside them forever. Wow. That is so dramatic. Yeah. And it's a symbiotic relationship because the shrimp will clean the chamber of the glass sponge. And in return, the glass sponge will provide food through its waste. And yeah, I read that in some Pacific cultures, this bond between the shrimp who live together forever in the glass house has become a symbol of marriage and the Venus flower basket will be given as traditional wedding gifts, which I think is like very beautiful. And I don't want to get too anthropomorphic about the shrimp, but I just think it's so romantic and I just want to be trapped with my soulmate in a, <laughs> like a glass sponge and he's just forced to spend all his time with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I Yeah. I honestly don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I think it's it's very um like it sounds like there needs to be like a like a sonnet written about it or yeah, that's just like such a that's like that that <laughs> that scene in the office where Dwight Schrute is like, "Ah, yes, we get married in our graves." It makes the funerals very romantic, but the weddings are a dismal affair. And that's <laughs> that's how I feel about this. Yes. I read this article, which was completely anthropomorphizing it. It was like about like, oh, like a shrimp love story. And it was like, you'd hope that the Mr. and Mrs. Shrimp won't want to get divorced because they can't escape and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, my God. But I feel actually... like that's not a very healthy uh, relationship these shrimp have. I know. As a, as a species. I need to like go to therapy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought yeah. it was romantic. So. I, I like it. I, I'm really fascinated by the fact that that's a thing. That's really cool. Like, yeah, they just like grow into it and they're like, oh, this is my house now forever. I've like voluntarily given myself a cage. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then their larvae are small enough that they can they can slip out, but then they just go into another one and get stuck there. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow. Things to think about. But yeah. I just think that's a really cool symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that's definitely a very unique one, too. It also makes me think of, like, you know those um, terrariums that people make that are, like, they'll, like, make the terrarium and then they'll close it off. Like, they'll seal it off from the world and it'll have, like, a couple plants and some, like, sea monkeys in there and then, like, moss or something and it'll, like, be, like, an eternal ecosystem. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? That's kind mm -hmm. of what it reminds me of. Like, they'll have shrimp in there, too, usually. Yeah, it is. It's like, I don't know. And it, it's something about it, too, that it's glass and that it's got this mesh structure. I don't know. It's very poetic to me. Like I said, watch out for my short story about this. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be about two shrimp and you'll learn their struggles and their thoughts. Yeah, they want a divorce, but they can't get out. Yeah. It's a, it's a big metaphor. Yeah. For society. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well I mean you've already got a title so I'm looking forward to reading it oh my gosh <laughs> uh, well thanks so much Sophia and thanks everyone for listening please take a second to leave a rating and review and of course don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts also tell a friend be like hey do you need more animal facts in your lives and they'll of course say yes absolutely I do and you can just, like, send them on over here. Yeah, and they have, like, a whole year's worth of backlog to get through, which is amazing. Lots of binge content, so. 
Yeah. And also don't forget to check out our Etsy shop for Olivia's really cute art and handmade ornaments. And tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye! Bye! Bye!